Welcome back to the latest episode of Fine Wine and Good Times. I am your host, best-selling author, Tracy Brown. Happy to be in the building tonight with my co-host, Shy. Hi. Good to see you, girl. You're looking good in that blue. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. Yes. Here. We missed her last episode, but she's back and she's in effect. Yes. Our other co-host, Tamika, cannot be with us tonight, but Tamika will be back for our next episode. And in her absence, we're going to hold her down. Hold it down. In the meantime, we have a special guest with us tonight, an extra special VIP guest, mm. all the way from Bed-Stuy BK. Mm. We have the DJ, the broadcaster, the record executive, radio personality, Woo. DJ Mr. C. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Thank you so much for joining us. What the hell was those air horns? We like to keep you on your toes here, fine wine and good times. Oh, my God. Here we go. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. And Tamika, much love to you. I was looking forward to meeting you, but, you know, maybe next time. Yes, hopefully next time. This won't be your last time here. So for anybody who's been under a rock for the last 100 years, DJ Mr. C is responsible for some of the icons, the greats, the legends in hip-hop. Just to name a couple big daddy Kane, mm. okay biggie smalls mm. and we're going to talk about his impact on hip-hop and all the things that he has you know the opinions that he has about today's music and all like that but first we got to get into a few logistics while we're holding tamika down don't forget to go out and get your copy of hold you down Period. which is in stores everywhere books are sold on the planet it's in braille audio book wow Every electronic edition, paperback, hardcover, you can get it everywhere <laughs> books are sold. Target, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, everywhere books are sold, okay? Yes, and Essence Magazine, don't take my word for it, Essence Magazine named it its number one book to read this winter. Mm. Thank you. So make sure you go out and get your copy. Woo! In fact, I understand Valentine's Day is coming, and ladies, if you're looking for a thoughtful gift to get your man, because it ain't all about us receiving all the time. Am I right, Shy? We got to give We got to look out for old boys sometimes, mm -hmm. so make sure you get a copy because it's the kind of book that couples can read together, friends can read together. And Mr. C, I would like to give this to you. Oh, oh yay! Yes. Okay, thank I hope you. that you enjoy that. Let oh, me know what you paperback. think. paperback. Okay, all yes. right. Yes. All right. Yes. OG paperback. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate so it. So I want to get right into it. Shai, do you have anything you want to, before before we, uh, anything you want to tell um, the people about? No, as always, um, you can catch me on TikTok at C-E-E-S-M-I-Z-Z-C-Smith. That's me. You can also follow me on Instagram at I'm Shy with two underscores. I'll be posting and whatnot. Yes, so. she does. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh -huh. I have something new. Kind uh -oh. of. Okay. Something in the works. What's your guy? It has to do with food. You know, I'm a foodie. Oh, she's a foodie. Y'all know I'm a food connoisseur. Mr. Yes. C, I'm a food connoisseur. Okay. So if you ever need places to eat, <laughs> I know you're from Brooklyn and whatever, but if you ever need places to eat, I got you. All right. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna start like a food blog type of thing. I I've been like taking it. pictures of everything I'm eating, whether it's homemade or in the restaurant, and I'm thinking about starting that because shout out to Keith Lee. I don't know if you know Keith Lee. I don't. He's going up on TikTok right now okay. because he started off um, basically doing what I want to do, which is like not judging food, but 
like giving tasting the food, opinion, right? Yeah, giving his opinion on the local food I markets like and that. stuff like that. And now he has brand deals with Chipotle. Yes, it's a, a lot. food influencer. Exactly, if you will. that's I like exactly. It. Um, yes. So Keith, me and you gonna be meeting soon. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yes. Okay. I love it, Shy. Thank you. All right. What was the best thing you ate this week? Okay. Um, homemade. Mm. My mom made some, she made, I wanted shrimp scampi. So we were looking for recipes and she found some crispy shrimp scampi. It had like lemon and breadcrumbs and oh, that sounds delicious. shallots. And mm. we put some bread on some garlic bread mm. with some butter sauce, with some lemon. Yes. It was delicious. They know how to eat over there. And do. Mr. C, I know you've been traveling the world. Tell us what you had this week that most impressed you. What was the best thing you ate this oh, week? Oh, believe it or not, um... I had some mixed vegetables mm. from Junior's restaurant, believe it or not. I love me some Junior's. Wait, so you went to Junior's and you had mixed vegetables? They make, uh, a lot of people sleep on Junior's because yes. you know they talk about the cheesecake yes. and all that. But they make some incredible mixed vegetables. Mm. So the mixed vegetables that they make at Junior's, and I, I, I was at the Junior's in Manhattan. Okay. Um, it, it tastes exactly like Junior's in Brooklyn. Okay. But um, More touristy? Um, I was out. In Manhattan for some business, okay. so I had some time to kill. So I said, "Let me." I I, I had never been to the Juniors in Manhattan, okay. so I was like, "I want to see if it tastes like the Juniors in Brooklyn." Right. So I tried the mixed vegetables, which I always get in Brooklyn. So the way they make the mixed vegetables, they, it's like shredded. Oh. So okay. you know, but it's excellent. Are you a vegetarian? No, I just try to eat right. You know okay. what I mean? You know, I'm 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 56. You so look like you're in great shape. Wow, Mr. I didn't. No, even I mean, I got 56. a lot. I got a lot. I got a lot more work to do. I'm okay. 50, I'm 56. Mm. And um, I just I just try to eat right. You okay. know what I mean? Like just try to eat the the the, the good things. Uh, you know, most of the time. Health is wealth. I noticed that you're not partaking in the fine wine. Just a good time. So, how long have you been alcohol free? Well, I never drunk ever in my life. Never. Mm. No, Impressive. Never. Can we clap it up for that? Yeah. Nah, there's never. enough people. I don't hear enough people saying that. Yeah. For I real. Never, nah, I never drunk. Never smoked. Wow. And doing what you do, you would think like exactly. party life. You nah, know? the worst thing. The worst thing that I got drunk off of was like I was when I was 17. Um, my grandmother made rum cake, and I got drunk eating ah. half of the rum cake. Okay, so you're really wow. not a drinker. So I'm not that a drinker. And then, you. and then, you know, you may remember this. I don't know if you remember this, but, you know, uh, back in, like, like the late 70s, early 80s, oh, yeah. I got there was this wine cooler that was out back in the days called Calvin Cooler. Okay. And um, <laughs> and I drunk it and and got lit off of it. That's hilarious. Because I had my name on it. Calvin is my real name. Okay. okay. So it was like the it was the main wine cooler back in, in the, the day. Okay. And so I just tried it because I had my name on right. it and I got buzzed off of that. But you I didn't don't like drink, the feeling. You didn't like the feeling of 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 that. It's it's the main thing. Like my, I was raised by my grandparents and so they just always told me. You know, it's the what your parents don't drink, don't exactly, smoke. Exactly, right. And that's one of the things that just always stuck with me. Mm -hmm. So That is impressive. Like Shai said in the industry that you're in, you know, that you never allowed that, you know. I'm sure then in certain rooms being the only sober person, you must have some memories of nights that others don't have memory of. You right. know what yeah, I mean? And then, and then I, you know, in, in so many circles that I've been around, you know, especially like being on the road with Big Daddy Kane, mm. um, you know, I was always the weirdo. Okay. Out of the crew. Yeah. Because, oh, you know, everybody be drinking 40 ounces and stuff <laughs> like that. And I was not drinking. Okay. So they, you know, I'm, I'm, I was like the weirdo of the crew. Okay. So you got teased a lot. I want to get into that. So you went to Sarah 
J. Hale High School in BK. Yes. And that's where you met Big Daddy Kane. Am I correct? Yes, that's where we met. Am wow. I right that he challenged you to a rap battle? Did I read something like that? No. No. I, no, it was, um, I was battling some rappers in the, in the, um, in the lunchroom. Okay. Um, because I was DJing for a rap group around my way in Best Eye. The rap group was called the Magnum Force. Okay. Oh, wow. So it was like. Five rappers and uh, myself and another DJ, AJ Fresh. We was the DJs. Rest in peace to AJ Fresh. He's yes. no longer here. But um, I was using their rhymes to battle other rappers in the school. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so I'm like battling. And, you know, back then that's what we used to bang on the tables and, you know, yes. do the rhyme. And so I would use my crew's rhymes. And so one of the guys in the, in, 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 in the lunch was like, I'm going to get MC Kane on you. So I was like, who the hell is MC Kane? <laughs> so um, we come out of the lunchroom. We come out of the uh, lunch period, and this guy just rolled up on me with the old school Curtis Blow jacket. Oh, if, my God. If y'all can pull up an old school picture <laughs> yeah, of Curtis, Curtis Blow when he had Blow. on, like, the waist, <laughs> the waist-high white jacket. I know exactly the jacket. <laughs> this guy pulled up on me with that type of jacket on, and he was like, yo, you want a battle? And And I'm like... What? Because he just was like, he just came at me awkward. Right. <laughs> and um, next thing you know, he pulled out a microphone from his inside pocket. Oh, he was ready. He had the, Who we in school. with the microphone on ready? I can't. He's okay. He pulled out the microphone from his inside pocket okay. and he started, I'm MC Kane. And if I'm imagining the crowd is like, oh. It, nah, it, it didn't even get to that point. I was okay, just, I was right. looking at him like a weirdo. Like, yo, break <laughs> out, dude. Like, what, what? So I kind of just like walked away from him or whatever. And okay. then maybe the next day at lunch period or a day after, I go into the um, lunchroom and there's a big crowd. Um, um, in the lunchroom, and I I go over there where the crowd was at, and there was the MC Kane dude rhyming, and he was just rapping, and he was like, "I got braids in my hair, just like Stevie Wonder." <laughs> so this is like maybe '82, yeah. You know what I mean? When he kind of that was that one line that just stuck with me, that yeah. when, you know. And so when I heard him kick that line right after lunch period, I was like, "Yo, man, come around my way, man. Yeah. You know, like come come get down with my crew, or mm. you know, just come hear me DJ." And he was like, no, nah, I don't roll with no crew. I'm oh, solo. I don't really. <laughs> you know, but I convinced him to come to my neighborhood, Lafayette Garden Projects in yes. Best Star, Brooklyn. Okay. And I, he came around. He heard the way I DJ. He met some of the other rappers in the crew, and we all just became friends, and he kind of got down with, with, with my crew. That's amazing. That's fine. Where did you learn the art of DJing? Um, I learned how to DJ from my late uncle, my uncle Barry, and my, my late next-door neighbor, Anthony. They was best friends. And we, you know, of course, we live next door to each other. Take and us back to the time. Set the scene. It's 80s. Is it, is it was it like late late, 70s? This, is, this is like late 70s, like okay. the disco era. Okay. Um, so um, my my Uncle Barry and his next door, and our next door neighbor, Anthony, they was like a, a DJ crew. Okay. And my uncle, his name was DJ Knight. Mm. And so Anthony was another one of the members of the DJ crew. So it was DJ Knight, my Uncle Barry. Okay. That's his, that was his name. Mm -hmm. It was DJ Knight and the Knights of Hollywood. So uh, that okay. just tells you how old school, okay. <laughs> how far back it was. So that was like the late 70s, 78, 79. Wow. And just from watching my uncle and my neighbor Anthony DJ, I started picking up on DJing. But they wouldn't let me, well, my uncle wouldn't let me use his DJ set okay. at my grandmother's house. So It's expensive but, equipment, is that why? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my next door neighbor Anthony allowed me to be on his set. So okay. he was like, listen, you know, come next door. Um or whatever the case is, so I would go next door and kind of 
just watch him do something, and then and he would just leave the the um, the apartment, and then. I just would be in his room practicing, practicing, practicing. For hours. And that's how I kind of slowly but surely got my skills up. Okay. Mm, and okay. Um, um, then a little bit later on, um, Easy Moby, who's like a legendary producer, he lived in my building. Okay. I lived on the 8th floor. He lived on the 11th floor. And um, him and um, um, Norman Witch Doctor Glover, both of them was like, um, produced a lot of records for Biggie's first album, Ready to Die. If you look at the credits, they, those were my childhood friends. So That's once amazing. I started learning from my uncle and my next door neighbor Anthony, then I would go upstairs to uh, Easy Mo B and and Witch Doctor House and pick up skills from them because they was a little bit way more advanced than my uncle and my next door neighbor. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once once I started picking up the skills from them, I would steal their DJ routines. Oh. Because they was like they were the type of DJs that was like very they was nice on the set, right? But they never went outside. They was like, you know, they was kind of shy. But they, their parents was somewhat strict. Wouldn't mm. let them do b- DJ block parties and okay. like that. So yes. they never was outside. Side, exactly. So I would steal their tricks and stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And take they, it outside and take it outside to right. the block parties or the house parties. And then that's how I started becoming more well-known in my projects. Amazing. How did you get the nickname The Finisher? Oh, well, The Finisher, um, uh, I I was actually, during my Hot 97 days, um, you know, everybody had a moniker. Like, you know, Funkmaster Flex was the kingpin. You know, like everybody had like a a moniker next to their name. So at first, um, I was calling myself the strongest finisher in the game, Mm. Mr. C. I remember that, yes. I remember hearing that on the radio. um, I was going with that. And then mm-hmm. Fat Man Scoop, um, who I used to work with at Hot 97, he used to just always be like, finisher, finisher. Like, <laughs> even though I was no, my name was the strongest finisher in the game, he would just cut it short and be like, finisher. Mm. And so b- because he called me that all the time, I just cut the whole line short and just start, started calling myself the finisher. I think it's such a dope moniker. All right, so what memories do you have of creating Long Live the King? Because you were, if, am I correct, you produced that? I produced. Um, I um. I, did I do anything on? No, I um did a lot of scratches on Long Live okay. the King. Okay. Molly Maul was. On it. Molly Maul was credited as the producer. Okay. So it was really like Molly Maul and Kane. Okay. You know, with co-production, Molly Maul got most of the credit for the for the debut album for Long Live the King, but but Kane did a lot of co-production. I did maybe ninety five percent of the scratches on the wow. album. But the experience of um recording that first album um. At first, we recorded it at Marley's house in Queens, um, in Astoria, Queens. Okay. Um, because at that time, Marley had moved out of Queensbridge Projects, and he got his own apartment in, in Astoria, Queens. And so the first early recordings of Long Live the Cane, we did it at Marley's apartment in, in Astoria, Queens. Mm. And then towards the middle or the end of the album, Marley moved more upstate New York. Okay. And then we started finishing up the album upstate. Wow. So um, it was a great experience, just like... Um, you know, like one of the songs on the album um, called "On the On the Bug Tip" mm-hmm. is uh, featured Big Daddy Kane and, and Scoob Lover, who is one of our dancers. Yes, yes. And there's a part in the record where, at the end of the, the song, going back to the high school days of banging on the table, mm-hmm. we kind of used that element, and we was banging on Marley's studio door, and Kane and Scoob was rapping, mm. and we kind of used that, that high school banging on the table effect. Yes. To put it on record, so just innovative. Stuff like that, you know, and then when we moved to Marley's house upstate, mm-hmm. I remember have to, having to do scratches for one of our songs. It was a song called The Wrath of Cain. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I remember having to do the scratches on the floor because he didn't have, there was no table, table. set up. Wow. Yeah. So we had to put the turntables on the floor and I had to literally do the scratches on my knees That's on the floor. That's crazy. So just a little Insane. stuff like that and just uh, try to be innovative but, you know, still um, um, be effective and, and making um, successful records at the time. And how old were you at this time that you're making all this history? Oh, boy. Well, 56. Um, I'm 56. Uh, so 66. Um, <laughs> 76, 86. 20, up 20, 21. Very young man. Yeah. Okay. So now you're in the midst of Big Daddy Kane, Marley Mall, the greats, the icons of early hip-hop. How did you hear about, discover Biggie Smalls? Like, how did how did that well, I um, I, I, um, I met Biggie through his first DJ, Fifty Grand. Um, he just recently passed away in um, twenty twenty two. Oh man. Um, and um, Fifty Grand, me and Fifty Grand grew up together okay. in the Bed Stuy area, and we always DJ together at block parties and park jams and stuff like that. And Fifty Grand used to tell me about, yo, there's this dude Big from Fulton Street. You gotta hear him. You gotta hear him. So. Um, I'm like, um, at that time I was actually getting ready to go on the, on tour with Kane. Okay. So, um, I had told 50 grand, whatever, whatever day we was coming back from tour, let's say if I said, we'll be back from tour September 27th. When I come back from tour, bring the demo to me and I'll listen to it. Okay. So I promise y'all the night that I came back from tour. I didn't even unpack my luggage or turntables. <laughs> 50 grand was in front of my house with the demo. Wow. And um, I let him upstairs in my apartment, and he played the dem demo for me. And so this was, this was the actual um, Biggie demo mm. that Biggie recorded with 50 grand in his basement. Oh. Want to hear it? Yes. yes this yes. is crazy. Yes. Yeah, I'll give you a little piece of it. All right, please. Yo, we got DJ 50 Grand, Big D, RC, and Money, and the undisputed B.I.G., that's me. A whole lot of want Big to make a demo tape, especially that bump again. Oh, this going out to you, they recognize. Yo, 50, what's this? This is 1991. Wow. When he did this basement demo, with, when Biggie did this basement demo, demo with 50 Grand. So the beauty of when I first heard this demo was that Biggie was rapping to the same beat that me and Kane used for Ain't No Half Stepping. Half Stepping, mm. yes. So it was, for me, the wow effect was not even just here's this young kid sounding so dope <laughs> in 1991, but it's like he's rhyming to. One of the biggest hit records that, that I was a part of. So yes. um, immediately when I heard it, I was like, you know, um, I knew about the Source magazine was doing this concert um, contest called Unsigned Hype. Yes. Where you Shout can submit demos. Yes. 
Yes. And then, you know, you can get picked to to be on the Unsigned Hype album. Mm-hmm. So I was telling Biggie and 50 Grand about it, that I would like to submit that demo, redo it. Because at that time, the, the, the demo was done at 50 Grand's house. So it was very airy and very hissy. So we redid the demo at my house. Okay. So I explained to Biggie, we're going to redo the demo, and I'm going to submit it to Maddie C. at the Source Magazine. And... um. We're gonna see what happens. And Biggie, Biggie was very shy at the time. He just he always talked with his head down. Aww. Yo, man, you know whatever you wanna <laughs> do, man. You know. <laughs> so I, we redid the demo, submitted it to Maddie C. They loved it, and he was featured in Unsigned Hype in, in the Source magazine. Right. And then um, uh, the record label Relativity Records, um, they wanted to sign Biggie for the Unsigned Hype album, but the contract was just. Not right. It was horrible. Mm. So I I held off on um, having Big sign that contract. Oh, wow. So we we wind up not doing the Unsigned Hype Mm. album. Okay. He was featured in the source, but we wind up not doing... Never did the album. Nah, we wind up not having no song be a part of it. It was just a horrible deal. Deal. Right. And thank uh, God you had the foresight to to peep that and advise him against it. So lo and behold, at the same time that I was... um, that this was the unsigned hype thing was going on. I was shopping a demo for my album because okay. I was trying to do a Mr. C album, and um, so I'm shopping like five songs to different labels to try to do a Mr. C album. Because at that time, DJs was putting out albums. You had Kid Capri, mm. he put out an album. Yes. You had Terminator X from Public Enemy put out an album. You had Pete Rock, um, he was doing you know rocking with Pete Rock and Seal Smooth. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I was kind of trying to take a bite of what they was doing. I was like, I want to put out a Mr. C album. Okay. So um, I'm shopping five demos, and one of the demos was a um, a song I did with Big mm. um, called Biggie Got the Hype Shit. I don't know if I, we can curse, but. Yes, yeah. So what? it was a song called Biggie Got the Hype Shit. So um, I'm going to play a little bit of that for y'all, oh, too. this is a treat. I can't even believe this. So, I feel blessed. And this yeah. is unreleased, never been out. I love it. So, you're hearing this I first on the so fine wine and this was originally, f- this was originally for my album. So I'll play a little bit for okay. y'all right now. All right. That was originally for my album. And so as I'm shopping it to all these different record labels, Def Jam, Jive Records, um, everybody was like, ah, the songs is okay, but who is this Biggie got the hype uh, shit? Who is Biggie? Biggie, okay. Biggie, who is that? Mm. And so the Mr. C album turned into a bidding war for Biggie. Oh, wow. Uh, because everybody wanted to know about Who's this particular this song. Right. right. So now that's going on. And then at the same time that's going on, a guy named Puff Daddy is calling Maddie C at the source <laughs> and was asking Maddie C at the source about the unsigned hype. Unsigned right. hype and then he heard the biggie joint from Unsigned Hype. Well so Maddie, you know right what he, he, he asked well, he asked Maddie who's the best rapper from Unsigned Hype. Okay. And Maddie C said, Well, this is a dude named 
Biggie Smalls and the Hitman 50 Grand. And the first thing Puffy asked Maddie C was, well, how does he look? Mm. And Maddie was like, well, he ain't the best looking guy, right. but he okay. can wrap his ass off. And right. then, and then uh, Puff was like, well, how do I get in touch with him? And Maddie was like, you got to contact Mr. C. Yes. So back then, that's when we had Sky Pages, 1 800 uh, Sky yes. Pages. That's before your time. Wait, I don't Wait even know what you're talking about. That's before your time. <laughs> so uh, Puff hit me on the Sky Pager, and wow, um, we set crazy. up a meeting at um, Uptown Records because. Originally, you know, Puffy was working at Uptown Records with Andre Harrell. Yes. The late, great Andre Harrell. Yes. Yes. So we had a meeting there. And when we had the meeting, I will never forget, it was wintertime, went the coats on in the office. And out of nowhere, like maybe two, three minutes in the meeting, Puff asked Big Deron. He's like, kick a rhyme right now. Mm. On the spot. On the spot. I don't remember the rhyme, but he kicked the rhyme. And after Big kicked the rhyme, Puff was like, I can have a record out on you by the summer. Would I you be cool with that? <laughs> right. And once again, big with the shyness. Yo, just talk to C, you know. Whatever, talk to C. You the middle man. I love know. it. And, um, you know, uh, I originally had um, Big signed as a production deal through my company, Nasty African Productions. Oh, wow. So, that name come Nasty from? Nasty African, African <laughs> Productions. We'll get to, we'll right, get to we'll that get in to a minute. All right, all right. <laughs> Shout out, shout out to my boy Scrap in here. He know about Nasty <laughs> Africa. <laughs> shout so, out to Scrap Lover. So I had big sign of my um, production company, Nasty African Production. Okay. But when I started doing the deal with Big, I mean with Puff for Uptown Records, well, I'm, I'm going a little bit too fast. After meeting with Puff, we had to meet with Andre Harrell. Right. So we, we had a second meeting with Andre Harrell. And Andre Harrell, we in Andre Harrell, and he takes us to Sylvia's restaurant. Oh, Harlem. yes. Oh, Sylvia. The famous Classic, Sylvia's. Yes. Yes. So on the ride up there, we just talk and shop, just regular talk. We go eat. Big tear some food up. He <laughs> eating everything inside. Everything. Right. So on the way back to Uptown Records, back to, the, to Midtown, out of nowhere, Andre, Andre Harrell asked Biggie to kick around. Mm. He tried to do the same thing. Okay. But this time we was ready. Okay. I had an instrumental beat on cassette. What oh. was it to what? I can't remember the All beat. Right. <laughs> so I asked Andre and Puff, I'm like, can I put a, a beat in? Like, I put the cassette on. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah. So I put the cassette on and Big started rhyming. By the time we got in front of oh. Uptown Records, Andre Harrell shaking our hands. All right, so Puff will do the paperwork, <laughs> and we will get everything going, and we will, you know. They was ready. They yes, was ready. And then we started, was ready. And we started yes. doing the deal, but when we started doing the deal, they did not want us, you know, they didn't want to, They didn't want me signing him to my, they didn't want it to be a production deal. They wanted to sign him direct. Okay. So I had to make a decision, like, did I want to hold Biggie back? Right. And just look for a deal to where a record label would want to sign him to my production company, or do I let him go and then get some points off the album or whatever? So I decided to let Big go and get points off the album. I and, think that and it was the out. wise decision. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and plus, fire. and plus, you know, like realistically, you, you know, people can say whatever they want to say about Puff. I don't, you know, I don't know if anybody else would be able to do what Puff did with Big. Because mm -hmm. you know, Big was raw, as you heard the demos. Yes, he was raw, but. You Puff know, gave him a polish. Yeah, yeah. Puff polished him up. And yeah. then, you know, with Juicy sampling the M2MA Juicy Fruit record <laughs> and then Big Papa sampling um, the Osley Brothers. Yes. Like, all of that was Puff. That wasn't big. So tell us about that. So the whole process of being in the studio during the making of the Ready to Die album. You have production credit on one of the most classic 
in my opinion, top five hip hop albums of all time. Definitely. What was that process like being in that room? What memories do do you flash back on when well, you hear I, that I, album? I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all something that a lot of people don't know about the Ready to Die album. That uh, that album took like two years to make. Mm. Really? Yes. I um, did not know that. That album took two either. years to make. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, um, on um. Puff was originally working for Andre Harrell at Uptown Records. Right. So when we did the deal originally, Biggie was signed to Uptown Records. Okay. He was there was no Bad, Bad Boy, Boy Records at the time. He right. Was, he was signed to Uptown, so he was on the same record label with Heavy D and Mary J. Blige yes. and mm. Father MC and yes. Jodeci. All right. Okay. So we started recording the first half of the album. So that's around '92. Okay. All right. So. Biggie comes out with this song called Dreams of F and the R&B Chick. Classic mm-hmm. song. So when Puff, when they did that song, if you remember some of the lyrics, he's talking about having <laughs> sex with Patti LaBelle. Yes. He's talking Regina about Regina ha- Bell, yeah, you probably yeah. do me swell. Yes. <laughs> and he's talking about having sex with Raven Simone. Yes. Like, like it's just, he just was wilding. Very. Pat, Patti LaBelle was on MCA Records, which was... The major label that was distributed for Uptown. Okay. Mm. Are y'all following me? Yes. Okay. Raven Simone was an artist on MCA. Mm. So when Big was talking about having sex with <laughs> Patti LaBelle, the, the presidents, the big upper <laughs> higher ups at MCA, they went to Andre and was like, yo, what is this dude doing? Right. He's like, talk about having sex with our other artists, our major artists. <clears throat> and so they told Andre, you got to drop him off the label. No. You got to drop him off of Uptown. Because of that song. Because of the song. That's crazy. That is crazy. So Andre obviously didn't listen. Right. No, he did listen. He had no choice. So <clears throat> they dropped Big off of Uptown. Are you oh, serious? Shit. Yes, yes. I'm giving you, I'm giving you some you jewels. You giving us some jewels tonight? <clears throat> because of that. the one song. Because, because of the dreams of, of right, F and right. R&B but chick. When he, when, when they, when, when Andre... When he dropped them off, when he was forced to drop them off the label. Right, right. When they dropped them off the label, half of Ready to Die was done. So this is 92, early 93. It was half of the album was done. So after they dropped big, then Puff was like, I'm out. Mm. You know what I mean? So then Puff quit. On the strength of I got that much faith in Biggie that if he's out, I'm out. Yeah, and I just and I just think overall I, I can't really speak for Puff, but I think it was a combination of the Biggie situation, but also Puff wanted to grow. Okay, right. he was the A and R of right. Uptown. Okay. He wanted to grow. Makes sense. So now Puff leaves Uptown. Biggie gets dropped from Uptown, but half of Ready to Die is done. Right. right. So when Puff started Bad Boy through Arista. Clive Davis, mm. it was Puff had to make a decision. Mm. Do I re-record the whole Ready to Die album, mm. or do I buy half of the masters from Andre and then t- and pick it and pick up from where we left off? Okay. So Puff decided to buy half of the album from Andre Harrell, and it's rumored that he brought it for like a million dollars. I was gonna mm. say that sounds like an expensive. Because <clears throat> right, half of the album was done. Yeah. Now. If you really listen to the Ready to Die album, and a lot of people don't really listen thoroughly, half of the album is done in like 92, 93, and then 
Records like Juicy, Big Papa, Unbelievable was done more closer to when the album came out. The album mm-hmm. came out September of 94. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you listen to a song like Give Me the Loop, yes. right? That's my shit. Oh, that's my shit. Okay. okay, I know okay. everyone. Biggie's <laughs> voice sounds a lot younger. It does, yes. That's because that, that record, that was one of the first records we did. So when you hear Biggie's voice, it's like his, 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 vo- his vocal tone is yes. much younger. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bad My man Jeff a a His voice is a little bit higher, right? Uh-huh. Um, because... You know, uh, and even there, he's doing the 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 two different right. Parts right, he did the two the different voices, but even right. like, but just like even the song like "Ready to Die," the actual title track. Yeah. You just, listen to how young he sounds. Okay. So, and by contrast, you say. But by, but by, but by, you know, say by juicy or juicy or unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit. To the fullest. Only I you think. could be able to she really point that out. I never yes. noticed that before. Wow. Yeah. So. But it's also a year and a half difference of refining the talent. And, the co- and how about the confidence? Right. You know, yes. you know his confidence really also picked up too as well. Exactly. So his rhyme flow back, back in like 92, you got to remember in 92, 91, 92, even like 93, the style of rap, you had like Onyx. Yes. You had like leaders of the new school yes. where they was like, slam! Yes. They was more high pitch. High, right. yes. You had like Black Moon. You know what I mean? Like a little right. bit more high pitch. As it got more into 94, 95, everybody started slowing their pace Slow of rap that. a little okay. bit. Everything started to sound a little bit. The voices started becoming deeper and more mm. slower. Mm-hmm. And he recognized that. So a combination of that. But that the album was recorded in a two-year time. That's amazing. You learned it yes. here first on Fine Line and Good It's times. like blowing my mind because as you explain it, I can literally hear the right. difference. Yes. Yeah. And it does, like, it makes a difference. It you really does. Yeah, like, you know, and, and like, you, so all the songs that we all know and love, the the Juicy's, the Big Poppers, um, even One More Chance, Unbelievable, those was do- those songs were done more closer to when the album was released as opposed to, you know, <clears throat> the songs I just played for you. you I'm going to ask I mean? you a tough question. Sure. What's your favorite track on the album? Um, my favorite track is, um, there's a song on the album called Friend of Mine. Mm. Um, that's one of my favorite songs. Don't ask me why. That I, 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 there's no particular attachment I have with the record because I didn't, I didn't do any scratches on the song. But were you there when it was recorded? Nah, or? I wasn't even there. Easy Mo B, my childhood friend, produced the song, but right. I don't know why, ladies. But that's just my favorite song because, mm-hmm. but, but it's like throughout the years, like the Juicies, the. Big Poppers, the one more, ch- I can't stand them records. I just can't. Ah, <laughs> you just play them they're out. they're so commercial. Yeah, I, right. I can't, I can't, like, you know, but like, um, you know, uh, you know, the record that, the record that I don't, you don't get to hear often. Okay. Is the, is the, is the, is the, um, is the, is the song that I like. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I have a, um, I have an unreleased version of the what. 
And you know, that's, shut up. That brings me to my With next question. Runs. See, shut up. See, I'm so glad you, you segued runs. into Shut that. up. See, because that's my song. Okay. <laughs> of course, that's For your real. song. <laughs> so I have a like I have a different version of the wow. what. I'm going to play a piece of it. My can brothers we, yes, are going to go taste of that? crazy. Huh? Can we get a little yeah, taste get, of that? I'm give, I'm okay. Ah! Oh, my God. <clears throat> now, now, just a, That's one of my favorites meth, now. Meth, now, meth verses are the same, but there's, there's parts where Biggie kind of changes his 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 rhyme pattern. Okay. On, on, so I'm going to play. I'm going to try to go straight to the part. Yes. Okay. All right. Stand Y'all, stand by. This is that, crazy. That actually brings me to my next question, which is, Show from BK wants to know what's up with the okay, unreleased so here's, here's, here's. Biggie tracks. <laughs> okay, listen up. The, the, the Biggie is totally different than the take it. It's a marijuana and I'm making. MCs break fast like flapjacks and bacon. Backspins and windmills. Who's still the gin drinker? Ill thinker. Like what? The paper hits the ink. Against the chronicles to turn the page 666, the Holocaust, big the merciless. Hurry up and close the gate when my freestyle escapes. I'm giving young minds statutory rape. Motherfuckers thought I slipped, bust my lip, right? You didn't know the extra clips on my hip. You don't want none of me. N O M A M E. Whoa, because the M E. He said none of me, and he right, said right, N O M E. Right, 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 right. So that's a whole different rhyme. That's crazy. That's a whole, that's a whole different rhyme. Wow. All right, so what's up with the unreleased Biggie tracks? Show from Brooklyn. I, Y'all getting treats tonight. We are no, getting treats. No, like, this is, I tonight. feel crazy yes. right now. My, my boy tonight. Show from Brooklyn told me to ask you, what's up with the unreleased tracks? So they, here's your answer. They're here tonight. Right, find them on, on Fine Wine and Good, good Times. Time. That's it. They're, they're here tonight. I That's love it. it. I this love it. This is crazy. All right, so now you're you're part of hip-hop history. You were at Hot 97 in its heyday. Um, the importance of a radio station and programming. The DJ, to me, was such a vital part of hip-hop. Do you think it's the same today, or has that kind of changed a little bit on commercial radio on commercial radio um um in, in particular new york radio you know speaking with hot 97 and power 105 i would say not as much um d- there's still an importance of when you have young rappers that may break on the internet or may break on tiktok mm-hmm. or may break on their Instagram or whatever the case is, it's mm-hmm. still the importance of when you're ready to take the record over the top, radio can help you with that. Okay. But it's not the end all to be all like it used to be. Right. There's a lot of hit records that's out right now that doesn't get the shine of the light of day on New York radio. That's so true. Right. You know what I mean? Were you able to control your programming? So when you were at, when you reigned at Hot 97, you had you know um, your uh, throwback at noon, right? Uh-huh. Were you able to pick the songs that you played, or did they have a programming? I was able to pick everything. Like oh, when that's you, dope. whether it was the you know when I did the throwback at noon, mm-hmm. or I had another show on Hot 97 called Friday Night Live. So the Friday Night Live show is when I played all the current hip hop and R and B. And I full control whatever I wanted to you know play I played and um, only like towards the end of Hot 97 because I left Hot 97 in 2014 so towards the end maybe the last three to four or five years of Hot 97 we the station got playlisted a little bit more where the DJs had to go by a playlist or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. But in the heyday of what you're talking about, the yeah. 90s and the 2000s yes. with the Flex, the Mr. C's, yeah. the Enoughs, yeah. the, the DJ Clues. And, that was like, you know, that yeah. heyday, we, we 
It was, uh, you know. What was it? Magic? What What happened at that time that radio was like such an integral part of life? You know, like you, the DJs were, you know, the 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 soundtrack of our lives. And now I don't necessarily hear people rushing to their radio for certain radio shows, you know, except yours on on. 94.7 the black period the, um but you know what is what do you think it was that made it magic back I mean then? um back you know back then it was uh, it was the only thing happening so mm. in New York you know like you got to remember hot 97 you know hot 97 started in 92 so hot 97 was the first 24 hour all hip hop radio station radio. in the country period wow. end of story they were they was the first we yeah. was the first so when you have that and there were the internet wasn't prevalent. Right. You know, the phones, the, the access, the way we got phones now wasn't prevalent. You were the internet. Right. Yeah. Basically. So we, we, you know, like, it, it, there was nothing you had to, back then, you know, there was no apps, right? So if you was listening to Funkmaster Flex or DJ Enough or even a Mr. C, mm -hmm. you, you, and you lived in Canada or if you lived in uh, Kansas City, there was no apps. So right. you... You you would get a recording of the show on a cassette or a CD oh, from somebody else, yeah. oh, wow. and so it was just like yeah. word of mouth, word of <clears throat> mouth, or a transferring of CDs everywhere right. for you to find out what was going on. So right. because that was the only thing in town at that time, right? Um, so that that was the that's that's what made Hot ninety seven what it was back in its heyday in the nineties and even the, in the two thousands was that it it wasn't as accessible. As everything is now. It's so like, now, yeah. you know, a kid can make their own playlist, they you know, can. and they don't have to wait for Hot 97 right. for them to play that, you know, for right, what they want to hear. Right. Mm -hmm. They make yeah. their own playlist That's and they make fact. it the way they want to make it. So if I want to have Ice Spice number one <laughs> song and then I want to have an Afro Beats record number two and then I want to have Scissor song number three. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. I can, I can design it the way I want to design yeah. my playlist. Right. I don't have to wait to hear the Scissor record. Every other hour, but on it the don't radio. hit the same. There's something about having it cultivated. You know, a good DJ, somebody like yourself, the way that you put the songs together, the way that you have this ebb into that and flow into that, that's magic. You know what I mean? Yeah, so but I mean, but with the younger generation, and you probably could speak to this for you, uh, you know, with the younger generation, time is limited. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's time true. is limited. Yeah. They ain't got time to be waiting, yeah. man. They want yeah. it. They want it now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now. And, and it's nothing wrong with that. That's, no, it is not. That's fine. I mean, you, with, with time comes progression, and you have to move with the time. So, um, so like, the, the, the strength of a Hot 97 now mm -hmm. would be, um, I would assume, because I'm not there, but I would assume the strength of a Hot 97 or Power 105 now is they have to use what they're doing on social media as and mesh it together with what they're doing on the air okay. to make everything Kind of coincide with yeah. each other because the kids is going to their phone and going they on are. social right. media quicker than they, they are going to the actual um, uh, terrestrial radio, what we call yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't know the last time I listened to the radio, but yeah. every time I turn it on, I'll be like, oh, right. I should listen to the radio. <laughs> right. Like, it's better than my Apple Music playlist. Absolutely. Because right. I got, it's just a mixture of things. Leave it to the professionals. Right, you know exactly. I did want to ask you a question. I'm um, going back to like DJs picking their own mm -hmm. music. We do have a question from um, Tamika herself. Oh, Even good. though she could not be here, oh, she yes. did have a question. Okay. I love it. Um, her question was Do you believe that radio DJs are in control of someone's music career? So, like, mm. for instance, if the DJ and a rapper have beef, is it still the DJ's duty to play the rapper's music, or does he have the right to not play it at all? Tamika, if, that's a very good question. 
good question. If you know she D- likes to start a pot. If the, if the DJ and the rapper have beef with each other. Yes. Right. Oh, well, all bets is off. The DJ ain't going to play the record. Mm. All bets is off. Period. Period. Right. Period. End yeah. of story. It's not going to happen. Is that like a DJ rule? Is just, or is just like a personal rule? Like, I don't care. I mean, it's just... That's a street rule. It's, okay. got nothing, you know, it's, just, it's, it's human being rules. Right, right. <clears throat> you know, like, you know, they're, they're, I, I'm not going to name names, but there's a, there's a DJ that's on New York Radio now, and there was an issue with, there was a situation that happened with him and Cardi B. It was a kind of a misunderstanding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I won't get into details of what happened. You probably can Google it, right. I'm sure. But... When this situation happened with Cardi B and it, Offset was involved somewhat too, because okay. they was at a party together and something went down damn. and whatever, whatever. whatever. Mm-hmm. But the DJs at the radio station that this DJ was from, okay. and this is a New York station, right? All the DJs at that station was like, "Off with your head! We're not playing Cardi. We're not playing oh, Offset until this what? gets fixed." Because they obviously on the because side. Because they, 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 they looked at it like, you ain't going to jump on our, our um, co uh, It's a, it's a brotherhood. Right. right. And Sisterhood. so they was just, everybody was like. Oh, wow. And so Cardi and Offset had to fix it. They had to mm-hmm. fix that. And they fixed and it. And they fixed right. it. Because they on get the radio streams, again. Tell love. Yeah. Gotta <laughs> get you know what I mean? You know, so okay. even in the sense of how two, two, of the, one or two of the biggest superstars in hip hop and Cardi being mm-hmm. Offset. Mm-hmm. At the at this point in their career, they may not need radio, right? Mm-hmm. But right. they understood the importance of how you don't mess with the DJ like that. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Same thing with the it was the Wiz Khalifa Khalifa situation mm-hmm. where I don't know if he um, something happened with Wiz Khalifa and a DJ, and I don't know if he uh, broke the DJ's laptop or something. I don't know. I don't or he cut the DJ's record or something. Mm-hmm. Something Wiz Khalifa did disrespectful and. All, the DJ community just went off <laughs> on Wiz Khalifa. Oh, I the like whole that. community. Yeah, just went off yeah. on social media, and he right. had to, he made a public apology, and 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 he fixed it. I think right. he got the DJ a new laptop, and just oh, whatever okay. the case is, like okay. you know, fixed it up. So as much as the DJ community is very competitive, but when we need to really get together, we'll get together. I and, like and, right. You know what I mean? Like I like that Did too. Did Tamika have any other questions she phoned? Um, let me see. That let me check my one. messages. Before I forget, I want to know how did you come to Nasty African Productions? <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> so when I was with Kane, with Kane Scoop and Scrap, when I was on the road with them, uh huh, they gave me the nickname the Nasty African. That was my nickname. <laughs> Do I want to know why or no? No, no. Oh, I'm right, a, I'll, okay. I'll tell you why. Right. Okay. I'll tell you why they called me the Nasty <laughs> okay. African. So, so um. You know, at that time, you're on the road and, you know, you're getting it on with women on the road and stuff uh-huh. like that. So the first time I had sex on the road, I was we was in London. Okay. In the UK. Uh-huh. And so had sex with the girl in London. So they came scoop and scrap. Called the girl Umfufu. If you remember the yes, old Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy. <laughs> they said the girl looked like Umfufu from oh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie. So <laughs> between that and then, I used to wear like um, <laughs> leopard print brief under. <laughs> not, <You like> pictures? <laughs> I used to wear the no, I'm the, tar, the straight Tarzan. Wait. Not so boxes. The brief. So between that and then Oom the first foo time foo. I had to broke my virginity yes. on the road is with a ugly looking girl <coughs> that looked like Umfufu. Okay. That's how they started calling me Nasty, Nasty African. African. So on our second album, 
<laughs> we all had pictures on the back of our album with our nicknames, and they they it was like Nasty African, aka Na. They would call me Na for sure. So I turned that around and made a, 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 a production company out of it. So you know what? Make some money off of it. Turn these lemons into lemonade. Uh, I do have um two questions. Well, a question and then like an advice thing. Okay. okay. So my first question is. I'm curious, what is the craziest thing you've seen in the studio? You don't have to name names or nothing. The craziest thing. I'm curious. You know what? You know, to be honest with you, um, I haven't seen too much crazy stuff in the studio. Because mm-hmm. even when, 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 when me, Kane, and Scoob and Scrap was doing our thing, man, we, we ran a tight ship. We didn't really, you know, it, it, any other extracurriculum activity was more done on the road mm-hmm. or done amongst whatever we did when we wasn't together. Okay. But when we came together, like, um, to record and stuff like that, nah. Business. It was It was business. It right. Was, and then even going into, like, Biggie or any other um, studio session, I never, nothing, nothing crazy. Mm. That's good to hear. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Okay. Nothing good. crazy. Yeah. Okay, What's your other good. question? Um, I just wanted to know, um, I have a, a friend, her boyfriend is an up-and-coming DJ, and I, he's real nice. On the, so I wanted to know if you had any advice for any up-and-coming How old is he? DJs. He's, how old am I, 25? I think he's 25, 26. Okay. Well, to him and all the DJs that's going to be probably watching this podcast. Yes, you know, I, dope. You know, just to, to all the, D, the DJs young, and even some of the veterans too, you got to be original, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you DJs got to be original. There's just so many DJs that... You could be influenced by another DJ. You can have you can have somebody that you look up to and they're your idol, but it's just so many DJs that sounding like somebody else. Mm-hmm. Just like even in hip hop with the rappers, you got rappers that sound like somebody else. Right. Or everybody want to be drill, drill, drill. Nobody wants to be out the box. <laughs> it's the right. same thing in the DJ world. It's like there's so many DJs that want to sound like somebody else, or they talk like somebody else, That's or they deep. stealing somebody's set. Style, so when yeah. I when I'm saying stealing somebody's set, if I do a certain set of records, I play a certain order. It's a session. And, right, right. And then the next DJ is stealing actually yeah, everything I just did. You, mm. That's so corny. Where's the originality? So it's, right. it, but it's, it's not a lot of originality in DJing because a lot of DJs don't really take their time to put the work in. It's to, easier to follow your formula. Yeah, but that's corny. That's, like yeah, you just said, that's it's corny. corny. It's corny. corny. So I just tell all DJs, you know, just be original. Um, Think, man. Just think. Just think. It, it don't take nothing to just think. Because we're all individuals, right? We all our own human beings. We all got our own. We 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 can we can live twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and think for ourselves, Absolutely. right? And do for ourselves. Yes. So as a DJ, why you can't think for yourself exactly. and just be creative? Yes. Um. That's the main thing. Just 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 be yourself. If you be yourself. You know, you're gonna you're gonna last a very very long time in this business. Like I said, I'm 56. I've been DJing since I was 12. Yeah. So you're talking what 44, yeah. 40 some odd years yes. of DJing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one of the main reasons why I would say that I'm still able to do this is because of my originality. Absolutely. I don't sound like nobody else. I don't try to play like nobody Absolutely. else. Right. I don't even like to. I don't even listen to other DJs. Like I don't even. As far as oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, I don't even. You don't want to be inspired. Yeah. Right. Influenced yeah, I, like, by. I, I I gotta. I always try to keep the creative juices going. To, to, to be original. So that would be my I main advice. I love it. Yes. That's great advice from a legend. It and is. you're so much of a legend in hip hop that you are a character in Grand Theft Auto. How did that oh process Oh my God, you bring it up the woodworks. How did that process come? I mean, that's not every day that you see that. You know, Grand know. Theft Auto is, you know, such a major part of the culture. You bring it up the woodworks. Yes, <laughs> you're in there. How did that come about? What was that process like? 
Um, shout out to my man Adam Tedman from Rockstar Games. Okay. Um, shout out. Right. He hey, uh, Adam. he had asked me to be a part of Grand Theft Auto Four. Um, I want to say it right. Grand Theft Auto. I think it was Liberty City, but it was Grand Theft Auto Four. Um, and um, it was based. The whole game was based on New York. Right. So myself, Bobby Condis, and Jabba, which is legendary reggae DJs here in New York. Yes, they are. Um. Green Lantern, I think, was a part of it. Um, he wanted us to to, uh, to have to be in the game as far as having a radio station. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think it was called 1027 The Beat, okay. if I'm correct. Uh-huh. Um, and we all had, you know, different radio stations where we would play like a 30-minute mix of hip-hop, reggae, whatever. Crazy. And um, I was a part of it. But that wasn't the only game I was a part of. See, if you really did your homework. Uh-huh. There was another video game oh, that I was a, a part minute, of. Wait a minute. My little skills is lacking. <laughs> so I was a part of I was a part of um, Grand Theft Auto Four, and then my man Adam Tedman from Rockstar came um, back and asked me to be a part of the Warriors video. Games. Oh wow! So the oh. Warriors, based on the classic movie, yes. they came out with a video game, mm-hmm. and I was I was one of the um, voices in the all black in the all black gang. That's crazy! That, and, wow. And, and the Warriors. So, How does so that what's feel? that like? You go in the studio, say, right? Like, with, with, yeah. So yeah, I had to go in the studio and, and do everything with my voice and stuff like that. It, you know, to be to be honest, ladies, it didn't take. It wasn't like an all day thing. It didn't mm-hmm. take you know like even when I did the thing for Grand Theft Auto with the mix, that was like a twenty minute mix. So wow. I did that in my sleep. I recorded it at Hot ninety seven. You make it sound so easy. Yeah, they, they, they gave me the, the they gave me the copy points of what to say, you know. Um, you know, one or two to beat. You know, whatever. Okay. All the, you know, all the different cities in the video game. I had to shout out. Fine. Um, they just gave me a sheet to shout out. I knocked that out in twenty to thirty minutes, however long the mix was. That's mm. crazy. The, the video game thing. I did that in a, in another studio, but I was a part of um, the all black gang in the Warriors. So, right. um, the stuff they had me say was so quick. You know, but you know, I got a check for both, and it was a great, it, it was a great experience. Yeah, right. great experience. You I can you, only imagine. You, you've gone down in history. I want to ask a question. What makes a great song, a classic song? What are the components of a great song? Um, a great hook, a very, very catchy hook. Um, a, a hook that's like universal, mm. like that's just like. Hip hop hooray! Oh, I don't right. care how old, what nationality, you where you come that. from on planet Earth. That's a fact. You know, just a catchy hook. Um, uh, rap, the rap that's um, simple and to the point. Um, you don't have to, it don't have to be the most intricate rap, mm-hmm. but just you know, just simple to the point. You know, and and I think that's what a lot of rappers today. Are lacking. You know, they, you know, they're making a lot of great hit records for the moment. Right. But they're not making classics that's gonna last throughout time. Stand the test of so, time. But one of the one of the few that has stood within the test of time within the last, say, 10, 12 years is 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 hot nigga by Bobby Schmurder. Oh what? Mm. So <laughs> but when you hear that song, it's mm. simple. What I mm. said, simple to the point. Yes. Right. Yes. Beat is just a simple beat. And you say that will have staying power. It, it, it has staying power. Right, right. That's one of the I'm going to be doing that when I'm 60. Yeah, right, that's right. one of the few records that has. Yep. And, I mean, I, I, 
I do parties for 50. I want to see you doing that when you're 60. <laughs> I, do, I DJ for parties now for 50 and 60 year, yeah, year olds. Yeah. And they go crazy over that record. That's crazy. I'm dead. Because of the, the, it's the simplicity of the record. The record is very simple. Yeah. I'm a boss by Meek Mill. Very simple. Um, Look, I've been riding yes. my own huh, huh. Dreams yes. and nightmares. Like, okay, these are, right, these are right. like simple records. Got you know what I mean? You. So, um, just just keep it simple, stupid. If okay. you want to make a classic. I like that. All right, I'm going to hit you with some speed round questions. Okay. You ready? All right. All right. Top five rappers, dead or alive? Oh, shit. Um, in no particular order. In no particular order. Big Daddy Kane. Love it. Jay-Z. Mm. Rakim. Uh-huh. Nas. Mm-hmm. B.I.G. Mm. That's an excellent top what? five. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue five. with that. <laughs> For real. That might but, be the best top five I've heard so far. <laughs> All right, top three female MCs. Mm. Uh, top three female MCs ever. Lauren Hill. Oh. Excellent. Lauren Hill. Little Kim. Mm. Mm. Nicki, I love Kim. And Nicki Minaj. Ooh. You giving that to Nicki. I gotta give Go it ahead, to Nicki. Nicki Dan. I got to give it to Nicki. Okay. Because you said three. If, I, I if said you three. gave me five, I would have squeezed hit, two hit more. Hit me with the other two. Hit me with the other two. Latifah and Light. Okay. I was going to say, you got to have Tifa right, in there. Right. That's my girl right. for real. Okay. I love her. Favorite verse in a rap song? Two years ago, a, a friend, friend of mine asked me to say some MC rhymes. So I said this rhyme I'm, I'm about, about to say. The rhyme was deaf. And it went this way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Dre, Dr. Dre, Kanye, Pharrell, Timbaland. Who's the best producer? You said Dr. Dre. Kanye. Mm -hmm. Pharrell, Timbaland. Mm. Your of, favorite. Out of those four? Yes. I'm going to go with Kanye. Mm. Wow. Controversial go choice. Why? Um, you know, it just Kanye is just very diverse. His production style throughout his career has just been very diverse. It has. Um, just very well-rounded, very diverse. Not, that, not to say that the other ones aren't, but um, and I think... Yeah, just very, just, I just feel like he's very diverse in his production style. I love it. I love it. Okay. Yes. I love the honesty. <laughs> Mr. C, what's up next? I know that the people can listen to you on 94.7 The Block. Your one-year anniversary is coming up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, 94.7 The Block. In New York City. Yeah, 94.7 The Block, 94.7 The Block um, in New York City. Yes. We play classic hip-hop and R&B all day, all every day, day 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm yes. listening to the radio. And mm. I'm on Monday through Friday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. with the throwback at noon, playing nothing but classic hip-hop and R&B. Nice. Miss Jones is on in the morning. We got Ed Love on, on at night. Yes. We just We just brought back Cypher Sounds. Mm -hmm. If y'all remember Cypher Sounds from High 97, he's on. But, you know. Um, yeah, May 2nd will be a year that I've, I've been on 94.7 a lot. Um, if you love classic um, hip-hop and R&B, you know, so many people, especially here in New York, they complain about, oh, I, I get tired of hearing the trap and yes. the trail. And, well, you got a station 24 hours a day well, where I'm you can hear it. I'm glad to know right. it. Um, yes. And it, it, if you're, you know, you can listen to it on the traditional radio. Okay. Or you can download the free Odyssey app. That's A-U-D. A-C-Y, A-U-D-A-C-Y app. You download the free Odyssey app, and you um, 
You listen to 94.7 a block. You, uh, you won't regret it. I promise you. All right. You won't and you're it. also on Rock the Bells Radio I'm on also on. I'm also on LL Cool J's Rock the Bells Radio. Shout on, out to LL Cool J. Yeah, yep. on Sirius XM Channel 43. I, that's coming up on three years. Wow. Um, Happy and, anniversary. Yeah, yes. in March it'll be three years. Yes. I got LL hired me in the pandemic, March I of 2020. I um, So, yeah, I do that. Uh, the name of the show on Rock the Bells is called The Set It Off Show. Love it. Named after the famous... Big Daddy Kane song. Yes. So, um, and Rock the Bells Radio, same thing. We play classic hip hop from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Okay. So that's Sirius XM Channel 43. I'm on Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight. Mm -hmm. um, so anybody with Sirius throughout the whole North America, America and Canada, you can hear me um, because Sirius is for the whole country. It's everywhere. So, um, uh, and we're coming up on getting ready. We're getting ready to do the Rock the Bells cruise. Ah, um, that's coming up in November. We're, we're going. We're sailing from Miami to the Bahamas. Oh man, that November what? <laughs> November. Um, I'm gonna say seven. It's on my Instagram. So I want to say. Send us some details on yeah, that, yeah, please. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, I got a birthday that there. month, and yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out something to do. Yeah, so um, we're doing the Rock the Bells cruise. We got the Rock the Bells concert coming again in love, August love, in yes. New York. Oh, we did that last year in New York. We got I that coming it. up. I went one I time. It was on Governor's Island. It was one of the best shows I've ever been to. Right. Mm -hmm. Just well, the, the sea well, of people. Well, that Rock the Bells wasn't LL owned. Okay. That was that through was another a company. Oh, so LL is, right. got, got the name this, from them. Oh, yeah. He took the name from them, and then okay. now we're doing now our I Rock the Bells. So we the last year was the first one. Okay. And it was it was in Queens, and we're coming back with that again in August. And then we got the cruise in November. I love it. Shoot. Mr. C, DJ Mr. C, thank you so much yes. for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Thanks at for Fine Wine me. and Good Times. And if just everywhere you are, I don't care where you are, find a way to listen to this brother because you will not be disappointed. Really? This is where good music is played, classic hip hop and R&B, and we thank you so yeah. much for and joining us. And you can follow us. me Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DJ Mr. C. DJ M-I-S-T-E-R-C-E-E. -E -E. When you... See my page, you see all the parties that I do mm. all around the tri-state area. I'm working all the time. So I don't care if you're young, old. I'm I'm playing for the – I'm going from Ice Spice <laughs> to, uh, to give me your love, give exactly. me that love. Uh -huh. I'm playing for all ages. So. Which is important because yeah. me and my daughter, my daughter's 30-something, and when we party together, she want to hear her Ice Spice, and I need that, give well, me that love. I'm going to tell you something. If you want to – I do a party – it's called the Inkwell. Okay. All right. It's in Manhattan. It's a, it's an after work party. Yes, we. That's mm -hmm. grown right? and sexy. It's after work, so we do it from five to eleven. Okay. All right, and it's every Friday. Right. Ooh. So I do. It, it's a husband and wife that are the promoters. Okay. Shout out to Kevin and, and Shaw, DJ Sugar Daddy. Nice. Shout out so to we do every Friday, five to eleven after work, but we have it's a very well mixed crowd. That's so it's I like ride. it's basically. 30 and over. Yes. All right? Which is great. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but, so I'm playing Bobby Schmurter. Yes. But I'm playing, what, like, give me exactly. your love. I'm playing every, exactly. so there's people in there celebrating their 40th birthday, and their they, 50th birthday, their 30th, 60th birthday. Right. Love that. That's, I love it. Yeah. So I love it. Next we Friday, up. so next Friday the 17th, we got Howard Hewitt performing. Oh. Oh, that's a throwback. He's performing live there. We just did. We just did. Um, Ronald Isley, like, uh, like two, <gasps> oh, three months Mr. ago. Mr. Biggs yeah, in the it was building. Wall to wall in there. It was oh wall my to wall. god! Wow. So we got we got um, Howard Hewitt from okay. Shalimar. He's yes, performing. Yes. And then April twenty eighth, we have Shantae Moore. Oh yes. Ooh, yes. Love Shantae. Shantae's got a man. Yeah, honey. but it's it's a very 
well mixed crowd. Like you know the. There's people your age that come yes. because we play for everybody. Yes, you know yeah, what I mean. I would come. You're gonna hear the anybody Benjamin. that likes good music. Right, good right. music. Yeah. You're gonna hear the Benjamins. You're gonna hear Fifty Cent. Get you know, I get money, yes. but then you're also gonna hear, you know, some you know, exactly. some Melissa Morgan, uh, Fool's it. Paradise. You're I gonna hear a little bit of everything. <laughs> Follow Mr. C on all social media platforms so you know exactly where he's gonna be and where the party's at. Yeah, and chances are yeah. we'll be there too because I'm gonna be stalking you from now on. I was and gonna Tamika, say I need a nice Tamika, party. Tamika, don't be asking me questions on the phone. <laughs> you should have been here. That's a fact. <laughs> I hope to meet you next time, Tamika. Yeah. God bless you. So we're gonna have Mr. C back again when Tamika's here. And in the meantime, thank you so much for joining yes, us. Yes, thank tonight. you. This was great. This like, was fantastic. I'm honored for yes. real. Thank, I really am. We are in me. the in the presence of greatness. Tuh, we got depth. We got un never heard before I demos know. of freaking Biggie Smalls. Biggie tracks. Jeez. Be sure, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Mm. Tell all your friends because you don't want to miss out on great content right. every time. Oh, and thank you for the book, for sure. Thank oh, and you. please let it. me know your thoughts. Get this book. Get yes. it. Y'all, all day, real thank quick. You. Buy it now. I finished that <laughs> Buy book. it now. <laughs> I finished it, and I can't get over it still. Still. Yes, Shy called me very emotional. <laughs> I did at several points in the story. It is a it is a, a heart rending tale about black male pain and mm. trauma. It's so beautiful. I'm very though. interested to hear your thoughts, okay. even if you have to listen to the audio book. Keep that in your collection. Listen to the audio book while you're on your travels or whatever you got to do. But thank you. All right, continue yes. success, ladies. Thank you. And yes, let's let's get our so glasses full. Oh, you got your water, Mister C. Cheers. We lit. We lit. Yes. Cheers. 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 We lit.